Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, what's up out there, podcast land? What what's happening, world? y'all? Y'all good? I wound up for that one even. I, I was ready to go. He was like, why not something? throw a strike? Yeah. Well, you know, I listened to last week's and... <laughs> They're getting a little over the top. <laughs> that was my first thought. They're getting a little over the top. We're going to start putting air horn in the background. <laughs> so, yeah, so I sort of back. I said, Maybe I need... there could be something in the middle, though. Yeah, well, what's up out there, podcast land? How you well, guys doing? Well, there you go. There in, you go. In the middle? No, don't let me, like, ease into it and be like, <laughs> okay, we're good now. And then he just comes out of nowhere. I'm not saying I won't ever do the other again. <laughs> right. I'm sure. So, hey, what's happening out there, y'all? My name's Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church here. I got my home slice right there. Hey. My bud, Miss Mona. <laughs> Little, um, I'll try not to sniff in the mic. The allergies are bad. You know, I tried to get her to raise her arms. <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard that it takes the allergies away. I wish. Yeah, I saw that on episode of Dr. Quinn. I think Medicine woman. That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> And then you hear him over there, my main man, Jelly Bean, over there on the oh, mic. Oh, hey, hey. So um, we are so uh, outside of outside your of snot issues. that are killing me. <laughs> Said that for you, Lisa Miners. <laughs> Keeping it classy. You doing all right other than that? Doing good. You do seem to be struggling a little bit over there. She came in packing two tissues. Yeah. <laughs> right. One Just of those. <laughs> yeah. Dan? Just in case. You, you good? I'm feeling good. You ate dinner before you got here. That's I, I not did. good. Well, I'm not feeling great. That's why I'm just feeling good. <laughs> yeah. He said, told me, he says, I made a, I had a choice in front of me today, and I made the wrong choice. And I'm thinking, life-threatening? What do you, I mean, what, what's going to go? It's pretty close. Dude, I had a chance to eat dinner before, and I did, and it was a yeah. bad mistake. It's, it's sitting a little challenge. heavy. I still stand by it, though. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Oh. I had a cup of coffee with my mom. Oh. Love you, mom. That's nice. And, um... I had to, y'all y'all moved the time forward, so I had to drink it <laughs> real quick. <laughs> well, you had the chance to say that the lady. No, I want majority runs. No. You can tell when work's good because I feel spry enough to be like, let's go ahead and do it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with five. Now that was pre dinner. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> jelly bean fits. If that's the case. I'm slowly turning into one. Yeah. All right, we're in Revelation. Let's get going. We're in Revelation uh, chapter 3 again. We're still talking about the church at Philadelphia. We're going to try to get at least through the basically the end of it. Um, <laughs> at least. At least till we talk about the name. I really want to save sort of that till next week or whatever. And then we only have one church left, the church at Laodicea. Um, they just a bunch of morons. <laughs> But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to what I mean. They just were they. They. Yep. Anyway, um, you want me to read it? Yeah, girl. All right. Jelly bean, you gonna pray? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I do? Man's over here like. What? <laughs> you got me. He did have a look of fear on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh okay. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? I'm sorry. This is Revelation three, starting in verse seven. The words of the Holy One, the true one who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. 
I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the world, on the whole world, to those to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven in my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this time where we can share uh, your word with, with each other and with those who listen. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the fact that throughout this message it's reiterated that that it's nothing that we have to do as far as you know how famous we are, how many people know our name or anything like that. It's all what we do with Jesus. And, and Heavenly Father, I pray that whoever would hear this would accept him if they haven't done so already. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> I just got something that I... <laughs> he's stuttering he's uh, sputtering it's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who said what here hmm. Jesus said I'm coming soon it just when you read it it just I freaked out <laughs> I'm coming soon hold fast you have no one may seize your crown the one who conquers I'll make him a pillar in the temple of God never shall I go out of it I will write on him the name of my God the name of the city of my God the new Jerusalem which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name Mm-hmm. Am I reading it right? Yes, that's what it says. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, man, I didn't study this enough. <laughs> don't ask me any questions. Yeah. I got nothing. No, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> I, I really read it. I read it several times today. In my brain, I just keep skipping over to my own name. I don't, yeah. I mean, is Jesus saying he's going to get it? I mean, he's not getting a new name. Or I, we, we obviously got to study this more. <laughs> wow. Well, even, hey, stop. Even King James says, I will write upon him my new name. Huh. Well, the cross-reference that my Bible gives goes back over to 217, which says, is talk when it talks about giving us a white stone with a new name written on the stone. So that's his new name? Okay, so that's next week's okay, episode. So <laughs> tune in next tune week. Tune in next week. I, I'm serious. I, know, uh, th- I mean, you guys discovered. are getting this stuff. We don't retape it. This is live right, right now right. for us. <laughs> we don't just go back and retape it unless Nan doesn't turn the mic on. <laughs> well, then we still don't because I never, I never recorded it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, so where did we finish off last time? Because I've listened to part of it today, but I didn't listen to all of it. So I don't know where we I ended I think we at. stopped at the key of Dave talking about Jesus, which in... Uh, there you go. Yeah, we did. The holy we did. one, we did. the true one, the key of Dave. We mentioned the open door and all that. I was about to say, we hit on eight just barely. But just barely, not a lot. Okay. So here he goes. I have set for you an open door, which no one um, is able to shut. Um I know we talked about last week that so often we talk about closed doors. God, mm. if this is not you, close the door to this, yada, yada, yada. But I wonder how many often do we say God opened the door? And then how often do we see that open door? Well, I mean, I think I was trying to say last week that I think I do that. And as I was listening to what we did talked about um, on the last episode, that because I, 
I think that that, at least for me, is sort of implied in the close the door that you don't want me to go through because I want to walk through the door that you open. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll just give you a for instance that when Tyler was retiring from the Air Force and we were, he was looking for a job, <clears throat> he looked in places such as back home where our family is, um, back in Ohio where we had spent 12 years and all of our friends are and we called it home when we left it. Um, and Did she just say, well, all of our friends are, so she has no friends here? Not anymore, not after At that. the time, <laughs> I didn't know you. So, <laughs> so um, and so, but we left it up to where God wanted us to go. It would have been very easy for us to say, we want to go back and be where our family is. Mm-hmm. Our parents are getting older. We want to be with our parents. And so it would have been very easy for us to just go um, and and just figure it out. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. But instead, um, we looked to see the door that got open and the door that got opened was here, which turned out to be the most wonderful thing, but it was, I mean, we had no idea what here meant. Right. Um, except for that, um, it's a very small town. That's all we knew. <laughs> Boy, she wants to say so much more right there. That look no, on her face. We just didn't know. It's just a very small town. It's a very small town. Um, but we could have very easily have just forced our way through a door that God didn't want us to go. Yo, uh, you even left out your friends in Ohio. I mean, you could have just went to went, there, to right? The we, parents right, went to we Ohio, have, right. which is closer to your parents than what than I would here. have to imagine Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you said something interesting that kind of jumped out at me there, and that is that you were looking for the open door that that God had opened for you. And I think that's where we mess up. I know. I know. There's been times where <laughs> you guys know I, I change pretty drastically uh, careers, you know, (laughs) recently. And for a while when I was looking for the new place where I would work, I was jumping from thing to thing to thing saying, okay, maybe this is it. Well, that shut down. Why why are you shutting all these things down? This is not going to work out. When the whole time God was pointing me exactly where he wanted me to be. But I was so busy looking at the closed doors that I didn't see the one that he was opening up. And I think we, we do that whether it be the way I am. I, I just always assume that everything is the worst case scenario. That's just how I am, and I freak out a lot. Um, or, you know, a lot of times it's because we, we're not active in our relationship with God or we're not in his word. We're not biblically literate enough to see how God works to recognize those open doors. But I love the phrase, I was looking for the open door. And I think if we start there, then when other things close, we won't panic. We'll say, right. God, I know if you're closing these things, those weren't meant for me. The one that you open is where I'll go. I think sometimes, though, what we do is we don't look for the open door. We try to knock down the wall and make oh, a door. Oh, we, we try to right. Kool-Aid man it. Yeah. Right. right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, we don't like something. We get our feelings hurt or something. And so we just like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go over here. And this is what I'm going to do. We don't ever check with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. On what he would have us do. Right. I mean, sometimes he might want you to stay. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that that's, um, as you're talking, saying that, then it just, it reminds me of, because my son is graduating from college in just a few short weeks, but you know, we, when you're in these certain stages and you're looking for what's, what's next and the world will tell you, and I say world, but it's a lot of Christians too. We'll say, you know, you can be anything you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. What are your dreams? Follow your dreams. And and that, that's just not speaking truth. Though it, though it is true 
in a worldly sense. Right. Right. It is not biblically true. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for wording that correctly (laughs) for me. Because we shouldn't, we ought not as believers, we ought not to say, this is what I want to do. And so I'm going to go for it. Rather, we, we need to be looking at it with what does God want me Mm -hmm. to do? What direction does God want me to go in? Um, And whether that's at at all stages of life. Yeah. So in second Corinthians chapter two, verse 12, Paul, same phraseology here. Paul says in verse 12, when I came to trust to preach the gospel of Christ, even though was even though a door was open for me in the Lord. Mm. Now, Paul left there. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the Macedonian call. My spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave and went on the Macedonian. Mm-hmm. Paul said, I had an open door in that place, but I, I, I was missing my, mm. my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I left. I mean, I, we're not here to discuss if... <laughs> That was sin or what it was. <laughs> he was right or wrong. But he says the words. There was a door open. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I, I love it when it says he, I have set, word is fixed. Mm-hmm. It is as if it is in concrete. Mm-hmm. That door is open and it's steel rod holding it open and you're not going to close it, which no one is able to shut. Right. So I just think about... Um, that passage in Matthew, um, where it says, when he when Peter makes that great confession of faith, and he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against mm-hmm. it. It is whatever God desires and determines and wills. Right. That's going to come forward. Right. And there's absolutely nothing this world can do about it. Yes. There's nothing the enemy can do about it. He's not God. Right. And so when God opens that door, all the crying, screaming, shouting, whatever the enemy wants to do, he can't shut it. But on the same end, when he shuts it, there's no amount of crying, screaming, and shouting that we can do right. to get that door back open. Right. Because it shows, I mean, th- those phrases, um, who opens and no one shuts, who shuts and no one opens, you know, just shows us God's omnipotence and his mm-hmm. omniscience and his, um, that because he is indeed Lord of all. Mm-hmm. And and that is what he is to be in our lives. And so when he is indeed Lord of all, then we can live by that truth that what he opens, no one will be able to shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he shuts, no one can open. And and I think it just, if we can live by that truth, it, it can just change our perspective on everything. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't always walk through every open door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I bang my head on closed doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all do. But, you know, 21 years ago, I was a youth pastor at Enon Baptist Church. And my pastor and I, we had, I mean, we had it set up, man. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. We're in lockstep, buddy. Um, I'm going to be here right here with you. Boom. And and we're going to go forward and we're going to do this thing, man. And this little church called Marion called me to fill the pulpit. <laughs> Hey, hometown, reason to come home, see parents, you know, sure. whatever. Come preach. Hey, wouldn't it be cool? I mean, this is a conversation between me and Lisa. Wouldn't it be cool if I could come back and, and be the pastor? Da, 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 da. Nothing for three months from me. <laughs> Guess that wouldn't work. The Lord. But I mean, still, and, and I'm going, hey, man, I'm, I'm this youth group was growing. Just. It wasn't uh, like you were just itching to go somewhere. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, itching. Right. I, really, I wasn't itching to go anywhere. That right. was just sort of like a, hey, man. Yeah. You know, and so they called me to come fill it again after about three months, and I do that. 
and still me and my pastor, man, we're, we, we are planning out the year um, because this is early on and we're, we're doing stuff and we're beginning to, to, we, I don't want to say put pieces in place, but we're, we're figuring out what the Lord, we thought was the Lord's will. Obviously it was ours. <laughs> um, and so then they asked me to come preach a third time. And I mean, at that point I'd preach anywhere at any point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just let me go preach, man. Mm-hmm. And so then they asked me to, to meet with them afterwards. And then they, you know, asked me to come preach in view of a call. And I'm just like, this is the biggest decision. Right. I mean, two kids. Yeah. At this point, Drew was about three. No, Drew was four. Lauren was one, t- about to turn two. And I mean, you're just going to up and leave? Mm-hmm. To, a, let's just be honest, a little small country church. And now when I called it a small little church, you got a little upset with me. Now you called our town small. <laughs> and actually, when you, actually yeah. when I when you came, it was the church was smaller. Oh, when it I was came, it's much bigger. But man, it was hard to pull that trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you mentioned too, and I would I'd probably feel the same way. You know, going there's some comfort moving close to your family stuff, but going back to a place where people know you. People knew you growing yeah. up, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and, and literally for the first couple of years, man, I would, people be like, Hank Meadows <laughs> is a pastor. <laughs> Hank Meadows. <laughs> um, but I mean, here's what I would say. Look now. Right. One of our, I'll get to you in just a second. One of our, um, the director of mission for Pennsylvania Baptist Association before he, he moved to another place. He said, when you get the right man at the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. things happen yep. when God's hand's on it. Right. Look, God's hand has been on this. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't I, I don't take it, and this is not, for, I don't take any credit because I know me. You know, I had no experience outside of the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And God has just worked wonders. Right. And I absolutely love this place. Yep. With all I got. So I'm glad I walked through that open door. Yeah. You were going to say something? Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm prolonging it, bro. I was, like, no, I, was like, I was just soaking it in. No, um, no, but go, that's, that's a great point. You know, you say, kind of, who would have thought? But that's the thing. So often we're so busy trying to tell God what he can't do. Yeah. And we're trying to limit him. And, and the way you get over that is the fact that. Number one, stay in your Bible. There, there's example after example after example of don't tell God the odds because He's already done it. You know, if God decides <laughs> we're going to deal with that in a minute, <laughs> if God's decided He's going to do something, it's already been done. Yeah. You just haven't seen oh, it yeah. yet. Um, and the second thing is just, just go out on a. Li- you know, the only thing you have to do, and this is this is my my spiritual gift, I've, is show up. That's it. That's all you yeah. have to do. Show up and say, God, whatever you want to happen. Let me not get in the way. Yeah, what you're getting ready to say, if God tells you to go out on that limb, go out. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you could do is stay in the safety of the the trunk of the tree. Right. If God says go out on that edge of that limb, walk out there, buddy, you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. He's already got you covered. You're not going to yeah. surprise him and fall. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, God is so good. And anything else? There's a little bit of this backstory that people might not know about me right. coming here. Yeah. It was a struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was a big change. Was I was li- I was leaving some security that I had. Right. 
you know. Um, but so and then he goes, and I, um, I know that you have but little power, yet you kept my word and have not denied my name. That's the key to this text. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the key to your life. Mm-hmm. We all have little power. Right. Um, I've been just I've been freelancing some writing. You have been? Yep. And not for any publication or nothing, but just been free. And I, I dealt with, with something about weakness today. And I, I was thinking about this when I got here. And, and, and I wrote this in, the, in this little free, you know, just freewheeling it. We're all weak. Mm-hmm. We, as dudes, we can't stand that word. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be considered weak. But we all are weak. Yeah. In Jesus Christ, we are all weak. We're all, and, and the word that I'm thinking about, which is out of Romans chapter five, it means, um, it literally means feeble. Mm-hmm. It means strengthless. And so all of us ultimately have little to no power, mm-hmm. but God. Yes. Yep. With him, our strength is limitless because he can move mountains. Mm-hmm. What do he say? If you have the faith of a mustard seed, right? You can say this mountain, that mountain, go fall in the ocean, and it's going to jump. Right, right. And and Paul tells us that when we are weak, that oh, is when yeah, we yeah. are strong because of what? Because of the grace of God. Oh yeah. Because his grace is sufficient for us. And you, we, I mean, we sort of talk about it all the time, but um, we sort of. We put grace in its own little box because we think, you know, grace by grace, we've been saved and then we leave it right there. But Paul teaches us so many beautiful truths about God's grace for us in the daily mm. as we're walking the walk that God has asked us to walk. We think Jesus is all about the eternity, but yeah. Jesus is more about the yeah. daily. Right. And so in that grace, God has given us that grace to um, help us in the daily walk, in the daily things that we have to deal with. I got to add to my other thing now because you just led me to another <laughs> part as I rewrite that. Listen, I mean, what you're talking about is in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, but he said to me, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for mm-hmm. you and for my power is made perfect in weakness. And the word perfect, that means finishes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. It finishes it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly of my, listen to Paul, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It means to fix a tent. I am a word nerd, word nerd. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardship. How many would sign their name to this? No, not very many. I don't know that I would. Right. Not on the pamphlet usually. No, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for when... Mm-hmm. I am weak. Mm. Then I am strong. And I wrote down right below that. I said, human weaknesses, human weakness opens the way for more of Christ's power and grace. Right. And and that's what this church is is being commended for by Jesus is that though your your strength was little, you kept on. You um, went on in spite of that. You you kept doing, you kept in the word, you kept, you didn't deny his name, um, even though your strength was not, was very little. Um, that's what they were being commended for. 
I know we joke a lot. You know, I think I may have kicked it off when we first started the the um, remote recording stuff during COVID and all that. But talking about, you know, we don't have smoke machines and we don't have this and the other. And, you know, it's one of those things. So many churches are worried about what are we going to do to draw people in? What are we going to do? First of all, before you do anything else, pray right. and call on God to work through you and, and pray that you would be obedient. So often we're worried about what can I do? What can I do? And we don't, whatever it is you can do, I don't care if, you, if you're a multimillionaire and you've got influence all over the place, pales in comparison to what God's going to do if you'll just be obedient and let him work. And I misread this the first few times because I, I thought, oh, it's a little church. Well, good. Growing up, I always thought little churches were the best churches. <laughs> These mega churches have it all wrong. But no, it, the biggest mega church pales in comparison to the power of God. And so it's not about the size. It's about the spirit of that church yes. and their willingness to admit that they're weak and rely wholly on God so that, that his right. strength can show and not theirs. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I totally had something to say and totally I appreciate the vote of confidence. Yeah, um, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. I wasn't waving. We have five minutes, <laughs> dude. We have got through nothing, man. Um, I, I literally had something to say based on what you said, and I just told, I was I was answering a text. Somebody was looking for a verse of scripture. You got to love that. Okay. So Wait, one of our yes. members looking okay. for a verse of scripture. Yep. So awesome. I just sent it to him. Um, and so I heard, what did you say? <laughs> Good grief. You think I was not the size of the church. Oh, it's not it's the size right. of the church. Yeah. And, and so I laugh and I've told people when I, when I came, even though I just said little small country church, don't ever call anything of the Lord, little small country. Mm-hmm. Right. The God of all creation owns this church. Yes. And the God of creation wants to do something. Right. He's going to do it. Oh, I know what I was going to say, too. Some of the best advice I got from my pastor when I was leaving. He said, you preach Jesus and they'll come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He said, I don't care where it is. You don't need the yep. gimmicks. Yep. And now I've told people that and I have pastors fuss at me. <laughs> I'm saying, what? Dude, they don't come. <laughs> Listen, I. I'm not saying I don't. Right. I, and I tell them, I'm like, man, I got no clue what you preach. Right. I'm not there on Sunday mornings. Right. I'm telling you some of the best advice I've got is you stick to this yes. book. Yep. I mean, you're going to offend people. That's the one thing that never changed with me coming to be a pastor. <laughs> I still offend people. <laughs> but now I'm offending it at least for God's mm-hmm. word. Yep. But also we can we can look and say, well, I can make this church be big um, and we can do the things that, that will attract people to come. But if you said it, if God is not pleased with it. If God does not want to use for whatever reason, nothing spiritual is going to happen. Right. And the only way that true spiritual growth is going to happen, even if numbers are increasing, if programs are increasing, but if true, the only way that true spiritual growth is going to happen is if um, the Holy Spirit causes Mm, it to happen. Mm -hmm. And and we open ourselves up for that door. Right. And in order for that to happen... We have to be open. We have to be available. We have to say, okay, I'm going to go out on that limb and do it. Mm -hmm. Do the work of an evangelist, too. Yes, right. You got to be willing to log the miles. Mm -hmm. To put, I mean, Paul literally told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Now, I know that's not every pastor's spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. It is mine. Right. Before 
preaching or anything. It's mm-hmm. evangelist. Mm-hmm. You've I haven't seen it. Seen it. <laughs> that I mean, that's where my heart is. Right. Um. Don't get me wrong. I love to preach. Not planning <laughs> on going anywhere. I love to preach. But there's a theme through all of my preaching. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so God just opened that door and. and Look, we all we have little power here at Marion. You got little power. I have little power. We all have little power. But I'm telling you, when the God of the universe is holding you up by his mighty right hand. Yes. Bro, you can do anything. Yep. Mm. Live in that. Yes. Live in that. Yep. I don't ever think no. I mean, when I when I came here, I'll just say this too. When I came here, they were questioning me, were you going to use a stepping stone? And I'm going, why? Right. Why can't God show up here? Right. Well, we're out in the boondocks. Yep. And yep. people, how many people drive by here every day? Don't don't tell me God yep. can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. People in the boondocks need Jesus too. Man, what you talking about? <laughs> Sometimes more. <laughs> I mean, come on now. People in the boondocks aren't afraid to drive. Nope. I mean, you yeah. just yeah. you just preach Jesus, man, and they will come right. from wherever. Yep. People will drive by churches that are mealy mouthed yep. and not preaching Jesus and more like a country club to mm. get to a joint that opens the word of God. Yes. Yep. We see it every Sunday. Yep. Yes. Just saying. Right. And this has not been a pat us on the back day, <laughs> but I do think we get that right. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to be afraid to say what we get right. right. We get plenty wrong. Hank gets plenty wrong. Mm-hmm. That part we get right. Yep. So anyway, I'd agree. Big thoughts. Big thoughts. <laughs> um, goodness. Dude, how, what do we do? We cover one verse? <laughs> I'm here saying we're going to get to the end, man. I, and I, I, I said, how far are we Are we going to get past introduction day? I'll, I'll jump in real quick while my little panic's over I'm there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, my only thought is just, look, I'm a little, I'm a little weird. Um, a little? <laughs> I couldn't pass that up, brother. You throw a softball, I'm going to swing, man. (laughs) For a lot of guys, you know, their problem is, you know, they they rely too much on their own strength. For guys like me, their kind of base assumption is, is I can't do this because I'm not strong enough. That, you know. The most wonderful verse to me that we've covered is that, is is the fact that I don't have to depend on my strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you have to get out of the way. You have to say... Because I've seen it with with new pastors, I used to work at a at a Christian university. So many new pastors are like, well, I'm going to do this when I graduate. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And you you see them a year later, and they look completely broken <laughs> because this fell through, this fell through, this fell through because it wasn't what God called them to do in the first place. And so just just ask God to work through your life, and then be obedient with what wherever it goes because it's going to be great. Hey, I, I'm going to give you a quote from Johnny Hunt. And I've tried to live by this since I heard him say it. It's nothing wrong with trying stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, if the horse dies unsadly. <laughs> Quit dragging that thing. Quit trying to ride a dead horse, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, listen, there have been hundreds of things I've tried around here that it fell flat on their face. And guess what, man? It don't bother me one bit. Mm-hmm. Unsaddle that horse and try something else, yep. man. That's right. Because until you get to what, and, and sometimes God wants you to go on that search. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't make it clear. Right. You just know you're to be doing something. Yep. And if you don't have that clarity, you you just, okay, let me try this. And then sometimes you just miss it. Yeah. To be honest, I've <laughs> missed it a lot. So guess what? Unsaddle that yep. sucker. 
Try something else. And yep. try something else, maybe with a little more clarity. Right, yep. right, right. Um, and I would say, and I mean, we, we've we said it because we read it and I've said it, but the, the two... In- She's a poet. <laughs> the two important things of um, what they did, even though they had a little power, was they have kept his word and they did not deny his name. yes and and we've we've said it but you know the big thought i guess is summing that up that um i mean those are the two things that if we keep his word keep it guard it protect it do everything that you whatever you have to do mm-hmm. to protect it in your life in your church um whatever you have to do um and do not deny his name. Mm-hmm. So when you see him working in your church, to acknowledge and give him the glory and right. not take it as your, don't be a glory stealer, as mm-hmm. you said the other day. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, here's my big thing. I'm going to tell you what my pastor, Doug Eccles, told me. Just preach Jesus, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they'll come. Preach Jesus, man. We got nothing else to preach. Right. I mean, seriously. We, we laugh yep. and I, I giggle. There, what else are you going to preach, man? Right. Preach Jesus, because he's the one died for us. Mm-hmm. All right, let's pray. Father, God, we just need you. We need you more than ever. And God, we're so thankful that you are there. And that as a result of Easter, Lord, we can enter the very mm-hmm. throne room of heaven, the holy of holies of heaven. We can come right in and we can be there with you and we can talk with you. So God, just move us all to be more of that, Father God, that we are spending more time in your word and more time in prayer and more time in your presence, and you will empower us to do heavenly things. And so, God, we honor you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. So glad you guys joined in with us. Got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Got my man Jelly Bean over there on the mic. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, guys. See y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all.